Hello, Create Out Loud listener. Hey, it's been a while. You may have noticed that I haven't dropped a new episode and I don't even going to tell you how long because I don't know. After doing, I think, 53 or 54 episodes with incredible luminaries and writers and authors and novelists and activists, I was done. I needed to take a break. And we're going to have a couple solo episodes and a couple guest episodes, but I'm not promising regular production. Why is that? If you know this podcast, you know that it was a deep desire of mine that had niggled at me for years to make a podcast. I had one many, many years ago, loved it, loved the conversations with people. It was one of those things that just kept coming up. I want to do this. I want to do this. And a big part of my work that I talk about, especially in my last book, Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next is as creatives, as humans. We've got to pay attention to desire. It's not infallible. It's not we do whatever we want, anything like that. But it is life saying, pay attention to me. This is where there's growth. This is where there's learning. This is where there's joy. Pay attention to me. Experiment with me. And so that's what I did with the podcast. I finally said, damn it, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it as best I can. And I'm really proud of what I did with this podcast. And I was teetering on the edge of burnout from, I'd say, April 2020 until early to mid this year. Yeah, burnout. Been there? I bet you have. All creatives have, especially if you are self-employed or have a straight job and do your creativity on the side. I've been self-employed for 35 plus years, supporting my family. No rich person, parent, or husband behind me. And Burnout is a fact. It's something we have to deal with. And that's what the point of this episode is. I want to talk about my own burnout. I haven't got no easy answers, but I want to normalize it for us. It doesn't mean we're bad or wrong. Or for example, in the case of the podcast, it didn't mean I was doing anything wrong by doing it and then going, wow, I can't do this anymore. Because one thing we have to be able to do as creators, my friend, is say, this is good and I like this, but I got to let it go because I got to create some energy for something else that's going to reignite me. Or I love doing this and I love doing this and I love doing this and I love doing this, but choosing is my art. I'm only human and I'm doing too much or whatever is leading to our burnout. But I think one of the things that can stop us from letting projects go is we love them and we want to keep doing them, but something about it isn't possible or working And so we have to be willing to at least push pause. So that's my first thought for you. If you're experiencing any sort of burnout or blah or eh, what is it time to pause? What is it time to put a close on? I think we feel so much guilt about that in this culture. You're a quitter. Well, quitting is also an art. Knowing when to walk away from things is an art. And it's rarely easy or clear. Sometimes it is, yay. A lot of times it's like, oh, but I still like this, or this is getting me, making me money in the case of being self-employed like myself, or this is interesting, or I love the connections to other people, whatever the things are. And sitting with that, giving yourself time to go, yeah, and what do I need to open up space for? Maybe it's just time for rest and wonder and recharging my creative well. So that was reluctantly why I came to the end of making a regular weekly podcast with guests. And I tried throwing in these solo episodes, and that's really fun too, but it's also a giving. It's a giving of my energy and my time and thinking. And that too is something that we have to look at when we're in that blah or burned out space. Where are we giving that we need to pull back, even if it feels 
interesting or good in some ways, but it's just time to turn to receiving, which can be really frightening for those of us who get, again, um, kudos or inner kudos, money, etc. from giving. I mean, there's a big part of my personality that's a teacher, and I have pulled way back, way back on my teaching. And that leads me to probably a new or slightly related idea when it comes to these burnout or blah times. What else do we have to let go of? Sometimes with the podcast, it's like, okay, that's a really beautiful project. But if I let go of it, it's not a central part of my business. But I came to the conclusion at the end of 2022 that I needed to let go of all of my group programs. Now, I have been leading online group programs for I don't know how many like since 2000, <laughs> for a really long time. I'm used to do them on, you know, a telebridge before Zoom or video was available. I had a membership site called The Oasis that supported creative people, a really big part of our income and a really amazing community. And I realized, no, I can't keep doing the things, even if they're making me money, which is incredibly frightening. And I know a place of privilege to be able to make a successful pivot, which I've been able to do. And yet there's times, I think, during these pandemic years when we just had to make the leap, right? For me, it was saying, I can't give, I have to receive. So I think those are two related ideas. What do we need to let go of? Is it possible? Is there a way, if it's not, that we can shift things up or change things so we can still have the income, but not be in that overgiving or I can't give any more place? You know, slow down the frequency, say, like if you're doing a podcast or you're doing content or social media, can you repurpose? Can you slow down? Can you do less? Is there a way so it doesn't feel like it's giving so much of you that would still keep the business growing? And for those of you who are not self-employed, are there ways that you're giving of your energy that you need to pull back so it can recharge you and your creative work? Those are hard decisions, but I bet you know of a niggling right now when I might be talking about where do you need to fill up that creative well? And where do you need to create that opening, that space so something new can come in? Nothing about this has been easy. And I'm not out of the woods yet, because I think the other part about burnout that we have to look at is what are our psychological or spiritual you know, patterns that keep pulling us back? And we need help. We need either community or therapy or a coach or best friend who we're sharing. Here are the things that are going to keep pulling me back into feeling blah or into overgiving or into not making space for my own creative work. These are the ones I can't do anything about. I think I can't do anything about. What could I massage here? And these are the things I know I can change. How can you help me work on changing these? For me, the biggest creative pitfall, maybe not the biggest, but it's a kind of a constellation of them. And they're about, they're a fantasy element, right? Like I'm going to do X and then I'm, everything's going to be so easy from here on out. That, I know I've talked to you about that in other places. That one I'm, I have, that's a pattern I have to keep my eye on constantly. Still sneaks in. It's quite seductive. Another one for me is just like the hustle, the hustle. Like if I just, if I just get it done, if I just check everything off my list, then I can, you know, kind of, kind of has that same energy to it. I think then the third thing is, is the fear of being irrelevant. You know, I've had the, the fun and the honor of being, you know, in important conversations or having a fair amount of visibility. And when you're not out there, like going, hey, hey, look at me, it goes away really quickly. And learning to let that go 
has been essential for me. What that sparks in you in terms of thinking about your own patterns that might pull you towards that edge of blah or back. So what am I doing now? I closed all those programs. I stopped doing the podcast. Like, what are you doing, Jennifer? Well, I pivoted to a model of individual book coaching just for nonfiction. And I'm still doing my writing retreats in Taos and on the East Coast. We are enrolling those for 2024. We have a few spots left. Those are making magic for people. So I get back as much as I give. And I've done them for so many decades and really figured out all of the layers and I've just got it down. So it's not like I just show up and blah, but a lot of the hard work has been ingrained in me and done. And so it's just the fun part, the tweaking and, oh, let's come up with some new prompts. Oh, let's do that. Oh, let's throw in this extra cool sound bath guest, you know, things like that. So it feels really generative. And then the third thing I'm doing is the love project. And the biggest thing I can say about the love project is that it's staying with the process of it which I will fully cop to, is not easy for me. The fantasy that something big will happen with the love project, totally there. And um, it's my spiritual work to say, no, don't go to the fantasy. And the love project is a contemporary fantasy novel. And the reason why I call it the love project is because if it's going to bring me my creative joy, then it has to be love It can't be, I'm going to sell it at the end of next year. Not that those thoughts aren't in me and not that I'm not trying to write the most commercial, wonderful book I can, but they can't be where I put my focus or I'll go right back into blah. And I can't write this book from that sense of hustle and hurry up and, oh my God, I got to be working on it every minute. I'm not, you know, taking care of my clients. That also, super creative pitfall of mine I learned in my 20s that sent me into a serious depression. So making sure there's time for rest and reading and naps and play, because especially I'm writing a lot on the weekends. But it's the process of it. If it's the love project, then it's fun and recharging if I stay in that place. And it's tricky. Some days I am, some days I'm not. Total honesty. What are you going to do if you're in that blah place? How are you going to come into a place of more receiving? How are you going to create community that can help you recharge and stay honest with yourself about the places you may go back to overgiving. What do you need to let go of? I know, I know it's frightening. You may not be able to do it, but I think there's always more room to change things. Even if it's just how we're holding things, how we're thinking about things. So they're not so heavy or draining, you know, quiet quitting was a thing for a reason. It's like, I'm going to stay in this job, but I can't give it my all right now. And I know that's not what you want to do in your life, but sometimes we have to pull back. Where do you need a love project that's not about the outcome, not about the public world, not about growing your business or your platform or making gifts to give to somebody else at Christmas or whatever your thing is? Where do you need something that's just for you? Creative burnout is just a reality for most creative people. If you've never experienced it, fantastic. You probably didn't finish listening to this short episode. But if you have, or you have in the past, or you worry about in the future, if it has anything to do with, you know, keeping your business going and marketing and all of those things that you have to do, I just want to normalize it for you. It has been something that has dogged my heels over and over again. And it really feels like a deeply important part of my, my spiritual life, my mindful life, to keep an eye on it, to be in relationship with it, to get help with it and be curious about it. And I want that for you too, if it's dogging you. 
All right, I'll be back with another special episode with my client. I'm helping her write her nonfiction book. Her name is Shannon Watts. You might know her as the founder of Moms Demand Action, the largest volunteer organization to fight gun violence. She is an incredibly interesting and wonderful woman, and we're working on a really exciting book. And you might want to check out her substack, Playing With Fire. And in the meantime, before we have that episode back for you, always feel free to shoot me an email at jen at jenniferloudon.com. Check out my retreats. We're enrolling for 2024 at jenniferloudon.com. You can just click on retreats. And most of all, I'm excited that we tend to our creative joy, even in the midst of the world being what it is, because that brings a lightness and a beauty to the world that we are always going to need. Okay, my dear, take care.